0: Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch at 6 o'clock. Great to have you with us as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for the first time. Here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, the president's fixer gets three years. We'll have details coming up in one minute.
0: And as Michael Cohen's... Sentencing? Going to derail the Trump train? My take and yours coming up right here on Good Morning Orlando.
1: 601 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen, is a few months away from a three year prison term. He took his opportunity in court Wednesday to say he was misguided.
2: In court yesterday, Cohen called his journey with the president a path of darkness that will ultimately lead him to federal prison. Cohen will serve time for several offenses, paying out hush money, hiding questionable Russian business dealings, and lying to Congress. Cohen said he was weak in that he felt obligated to cover what he called the president's dirty deeds. He says while he has cooperated recently with prosecutors, it in no way absolves him of his full responsibility for what he's pleaded guilty to. Cohen says he still wants to continue helping prosecutors with facts concerning the president. In New York, Grinnell Scott, Fox News.
0: More on this coming up, Alan. We'll talk about what it might or might not mean for President Trump going forward. And, but there could be a
1: delay in the sentencing of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn Fox News reports that a federal judge is ordering special counsel Robert Mueller to turn over all of the government's documents and memoranda related to Flynn's questioning. That follows a claim by Flynn's legal team that the FBI had pushed him not to bring a lawyer to an interview with agents at the White House.
0: And he would thereby be denied the counsel that he is entitled to under our Constitution. Interesting angle breaking overnight. This news
1: is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. U.S. Senator Bill Nelson is saying goodbye to the U.S. Senate. The Florida Democrat gave his farewell speech on the Senate floor yesterday and reflected on his long career of public service.
3: It has been the great honor of my life to serve our country and the people of Florida. First in the Army then in the state legislature, then in the Congress as state treasurer, and now 18 years in the Senate.
1: Nelson cautioned his fellow senators against putting country over party and staying above the current level of public discourse, which he says lacks civility.
0: Well, there's no question about that. You know, wherever you are politically, Alan, I think anybody who really has followed the career of Bill Nelson would say whether they agree or disagree with him politically or on a, a given issue The man is is an honest guy, and he's a patriot, and he loves this country, and it was a great farewell in Washington, well-deserved. No
1: question. Orange County Sheriff's deputies are looking for the person who robbed an Uber driver at gunpoint and wound up taking his car. The driver had shown up at a location on Kingsgate Drive on Tuesday night to pick up a fare when he was confronted by the suspect who was wearing a ski mask. Florida's economy may have recovered from the Great Recession, but the state's piggy bank is still running on empty. The state budget adds up to more than $90 billion,
4: but Senate Appropriations Committee Chairman Rob Bradley says they won't have any extra money to spend in the new budget. While we're doing well as an economy, and Florida is on a roll, that doesn't always translate into making sure that this is the land of milk and honey when it comes to tax dollars to spend on new initiatives. Raising taxes is not a realistic option in the state legislature. So if lawmakers want to start something new, Bradley says they'll have to get that money by cutting or eliminating existing programs. In Tallahassee, Rick Flag, news Radio 93.1, WFLA.
1: The plastic straw will likely move one step closer today to becoming a relic of the past, bud. The St. Petersburg City Council will vote on banning single-use plastic straws by the year 2020. Cities around the country have voted to ban them, and some businesses have voluntarily done away with them. The council is also expected to vote on banning styrofoam.
0: Well, you know, we had straws before they had plastic straws. They seemed to work. Can we bring them back? As I recall, they were kind of made out of paper, and they kind of had it like, you know, a heavy paper and a kind of like a wax on them or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's
1: right, Grandpa. Oh, my God,
0: why can't we bring them back? Number we didn't have any plastic straws, and we had paper straws, and we loved them.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. WFLA News time <laughs> at 6.06. <laughs> a Canadian lacrosse team sings Baby It's Cold Outside during a halftime sing-along. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Does that sound like the grumpy old man back on Saturday Night Live years ago? Yeah. Who played that? That was Dana Carvey. Because they could do everything. We liked it. it. (laughs) We loved it. (laughs) Alan Spector with the news, of course. Yaffe, our executive producer in the control room. And in for Steph, who's away on vacation, we've got Melissa screening our calls. You know, on a serious note, that local story about the carjacking involving an Uber driver is frightening. I've not heard of that before. I've heard of Uber drivers being roughed up or robbed or whatever. But boy, you know, the Uber driver shows up, and whether you're the fare or just somebody who watches this happen, and you walk up and put a gun to the head of the Uber driver, that is frightening. That could happen anywhere, and you've got yourself a running car, probably in good shape because it's an Uber, and the image of the driver is important for future business, and the key's right there. Yeah, and how do you
1: know when you're the Uber driver what you're going to confront when you... Show up at any particular location.
0: Yeah, if you know what I'm talking about here, Melissa, that is frightening. I've not heard of a carjacking of an Uber driver before, and it's happened right here in our own backyard. I mean, it could have been an absolute tragedy. It's traumatic for sure. But 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 any Uber driver I would think would be vulnerable in a scenario like this.
2: There was a time where I thought about being an Uber driver, like on the side. Yeah. And stuff like that is what makes me nervous about it. Yeah. It'll get your attention, right, Melissa?
5: Yes, yeah, I I think so. But they have a, a, you know, a path. There's a credit card and all these things. So it would be pretty easy, I would think, to find a carjacker unless they just showed up at the wrong place.
0: Well, we shall see how it all unfolds. That's the big story. Locally here in the last 24 hours, we'll follow everything. Local, national, get your take on it all, starting with a sentencing of Trump's old lawyer and quote-unquote fixer, uh, Michael Cohen. Is this going to derail the Trump train? I've got some feelings on that. I'd like to know what you think. I got a new Fox poll that's very revealing in a few areas, and a whole lot more to talk about here as we gather on the fifty thousand watt front porch. On thank goodness a warmer morning than we've had in quite a few days. Good morning, Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio from your cell pound two fifty keyword real estate. We'll get into it all right after we get into this. An update on Orlando's news weather and traffic, which is just two minutes away here on Good Morning Orlando. To all the anti-Trumpers out there who say, great to see Michael Cohen, longtime lawyer and fixer for Trump over a 10-year period, but no longer, going up the river, served some hard time in a medium-security federal prison, he'll have to report in March, and he will be... Uh, Off the grid, so to speak, for three years, although the thinking is he may well serve substantially less than that, ultimately, to the anti-Trumpers and never-Trumpers and the anti-Trump media machine, the ATM machine, as I have dubbed it, who think that Trump's going up the river with him right behind him, or at the very least is going to face impeachment and conviction and removal of office, maybe wind up in jail after he's president be indicted now, prosecuted afterwards, I say not so fast. Um, As Alan told you, uh, Cohen has been sentenced for multiple crimes to three years in prison, including campaign finance violations, tax evasion, etc., lying to Congress. And he said that uh, his weakness was his blind loyalty to Trump that caused him to choose the path of darkness. Uh, His voice cracking as he spoke in court. We don't have a recording of that. Uh, This is federal court. But time and time again, Cohen is reported to have said, I felt it was my duty to cover up his, Trump's, dirty deeds. Says he takes full responsibility for the nine felonies to which he has pleaded guilty. Um, So I'm going to tell you right now, and we've talked about this on a couple of shows, and Yaffe talked about it Monday when I was not with you uh you know, Trump is maintaining that uh these women were trying to extort money from him and ruin his reputation and uh and 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 threaten, you know, uh a peace within his own family over alleged affairs that Trump has denied, Stormy Daniels and and, and, and the gal from Playboy. And and said so, yeah, it was a private deal that was struck here to pay these women to keep them quiet. And uh, it has nothing to do with the campaign. But I don't claim to be an expert on this kind of thing to the degree that former federal election commissioner Von Spakovsky is. And he is writing in the uh, Daily Caller, dailycaller.com, and debunking the argument that Trump broke campaign finance laws by paying these women he allegedly had affairs with but denies it all uh, prior to becoming president. Despite the guilty plea by Cohen, Spakovsky says that Trump should not be worried because it would have been, it would have to be a campaign-related expense for the contribution to break any campaign finance laws. This guy's what the election commissioner he was. He ought to know this. And he also pointed out Spakovsky did that the only other time the Justice Department has ever tried to say payments like these were campaign-related expenses goes back to the John Edwards case. Kerry's vice presidential running mate back in 2004, remember? Donations to Edward's campaign actually went to paying his mistress at the time. A woman who worked for the campaign ended up having his child but even in that situation, a jury ruled that Edwards' donations were not a campaign-related expense. Pekovsky going on to say that Trump has nothing to worry about and that the U.S. Attorney's Office is being overly aggressive in their pursuit of the matter. What lies downstream of the Mueller probe, I don't know. But, Yaffe, I didn't, and I don't, and I feel more strongly off the credibility of this man who was with the Federal Elections Commission, Spakovsky, that this is not taking down Trump and derailing the Trump train.
2: Yeah, I never really thought it was going to take down Trump either for the reasons that he cited in that article. It's, it's too legally murky. You know, it's not, it's not a clear-cut case of Trump is guilty. And he cites p- past precedent, which is true.
0: Yeah, and if they try to go the impeachment route, the Democrats who are out to destroy Trump because they're still not over the loss that Hillary suffered to him in 2016 and other things they just hate about him— um, the American people are not going to stand for throwing a president out of office who got 62 million votes or whatever the count was off a murky campaign finance law issue. That is not going to happen. That is not what the impeachment provision in the Constitution is for. You know, it is, it is you know, uh, treason, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors, not Ye- this.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they're kind of putting it out there to play to the base right now, but. The Democrats are really reluctant to go to impeachment right now based on what they have because of the reasons you cited. There's not enough there, and they know it.
0: Now, what about a second term for Trump, the Democrats' ultimate nightmare? Uh, I'm going to tell you, if the economy remains in good shape, and it's in great shape now, even though there are a few storm clouds on the horizon, he will be reelected unless there's some absolute catastrophe that befalls him personally or or professionally and politically, that has not happened yet. And that's the, that, that is the nightmare for the Democrats. I'll give you the latest on uh, the polling on Trump and the Mueller probe in a moment. It's interesting. Where are you on all of this? You think Trump's in trouble off the Cohen sentencing? I really don't. 407-916-5400. Text me 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. Gappy, what about the texters? Um, our commentary on, on the Michael Cohen sentencing that has all of the anti-Trumpers out there salivating, you know, that this is a death knell for Trump, but we don't see it that way. What do they think?
2: Well, would you like to start, bud, with one of the textures from the right side or the left side? I always like to take on the
0: lefties. Let's hear from them.
2: (laughs) Well, one leftist, uh, doesn't like what you have had to say so far. Says much like Cohen, you have lost your moral compass, bud says, you have chosen a path of darkness over light and will one day regret your blind loyalty. Wow. Man, Ooh, not happy with Scathing indictment
0: of the Budman here. Yes, I'm sure you're you very know, I distraught I guess I'm kind of into innocent until proven guilty, <laughs> you know, and a private financial arrangement done for personal reasons to me is not a campaign finance violation, and it is most certainly not an impeachable offense. Go ahead from the right.
2: Uh, yeah, one person said this Cohen stuff is just the ATM machine's flavor of the week.
0: The anti-Trump media machine. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm.
2: Another person said if Cohen had given Mueller anything useful against Trump, he would be getting the same deal as Flynn. So
0: interesting. The, yeah, Very interesting story about Michael Flynn, too, now. It's like the FBI, um, you know, got him to, to go and uh, testify without accounts, without a lawyer. And the judge says, wait a minute, he's being denied, you know the legal counsel, or representation he's entitled to. So we may have, we may have, we are going to have, it looks like, a delay in the sentencing of Flynn, which was for next Tuesday. And, and it may, some analysts, some legal experts say, lead to a reduced penalty for Flynn.
2: Yeah, I could see that happening. Right now the judges ordered FBI documents to look over all of this yes. stuff because of that reason.
0: Yep. yep. So there's hope for the uh, for the system here. The criminal justice reform bill uh, that Trump is supporting, and there's all his bipartisan support for it on Capitol Hill. Didn't look like it was going to be taken up in the Senate, but it looks like Mitch McConnell has caved, and it's going to be. Uh, I don't. I'm, I don't share the enthusiasm for this because, among other things, um, it reduces it reduces sentences for criminals, nonviolent uh, crimes, particularly drunk, drug drug of- offenses. I don't think that's a good thing. You know, we've got penalties to deter crime. Well, I don't want to encourage crime by reducing the penalty if you're convicted. I am not a fan of this criminal justice reform bill, even though Trump is backing it. And Mark Meadows, the head of the Freedom Caucus, Tea Party conservative out of North Carolina in the House of Representatives, I think so much of this guy, it looked like he had a shot at being Trump's chief of staff, said he would be honored to take the position that so many others are not interested in or are running from. Holy smokes, he's out of the running. The Trump White House saying we need him in Congress. I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe Chris Christie. We shall see. Fox News poll very quickly on Trump. 45% of voters think the economy is going to be in better shape a year From now, down from 56% who felt that way a year ago. It's the most pessimistic outlook in this Fox poll on that question uh, since 2001. But if the economy is in good shape and the president's not in enormous legal jeopardy, he will be reelected. history would say. The economy, I think, will be the absolute key. Uh, In the Fox poll, Republicans three times more likely than Democrats to say the economy will be better next year. Seven times more likely to say they've been helped by Trump's economic policies. Of course, the Democrats are going to talk down the economy because that is the key to getting Trump out of office if the economy tanks. So it's all their wishful thinking showing up in the poll. And a lot of support for the Mueller probe in the Fox poll, but more than half believe that Mueller will not find Trump has committed any criminal or impeachable offenses. Sorry, anti-Trumpers on the 50,000-watt front porch. No, I'm not. Really. Sorry. But I'm really glad you're with us. Bottom of the hour, Alan Spector updating our news on a recommendation here in Florida, which I've supported since the Parkland school massacre, to arm teachers on a voluntary basis. And we'll be talking about it. And hey, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's inducting new members. And all of that's going to break this morning. Alan with a preview in a moment. Good morning from us all at 630. Alan Spector, my co-host, and our newsman now on Good Morning Orlando every day, updating us all on a very important Florida story. What do you have on this, Alan?
1: Well, Bud, the panel studying the deadly Parkland school shooting is overwhelmingly behind a controversial idea. The Stoneman-Douglas Commission voted 13-1 to 1 yesterday to recommend arming teachers. Now, that recommendation will be forwarded to the state legislature. Max Schachter, who lost his son in February shooting, was the only no vote. He says teachers already have too much on their plates. Bud will be talking about that coming up. The deputy who failed to go into the building at Stoneman Douglas where the shooting was taking place was in court yesterday trying to claim that he had no legal duty to respond. A Broward County judge disagreed. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A teenager is facing charges for bringing a loaded gun to a school in Volusia County. 17-year-old Timothy Coates was arrested recently after police say the gun was
6: found in his backpack at Atlantic High School in Port Orange. The gun was found while police were interviewing Coates at the school about a recent shooting in Daytona Beach. Coates is not accused of making any threats to the school or any classmates. Larry Spillman,
1: Radio 93.1 WFLA. A Fort Lauderdale Democrat has filed a bill in the Florida legislature to change the way state judges are appointed. Senator Perry Thurston is fuming because the new governor gets to make three appointments to the Florida Supreme Court, and there are no African Americans on the nominating list. For the first time
6: in 40 years, 40 years, there will be no African American on the Florida Supreme Court.
1: Judges used to be nominated by nonpartisan judicial commissions, but Thurston says Republicans changed the law in order to pack the courts with like-minded judges. The inductees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Class of 2019 will be announced today.
7: Fifteen artists or groups are up for the honor, including Janet Jackson, John Prine, Devo, Kraftwerk, Radiohead, and MC5. Also nominated, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, Rage Against the Machine, LL Cool J, and Roxy Music. Stevie Nicks, who is already in the hall as part of Fleetwood Mac, is nominated as a solo act. And Def Leppard tops the fan voting ahead of Nicks, Todd Rundgren, The Zombies, and The Cure. To be eligible for nomination, the artist or band must have released its first commercial recording at least 25 years prior to the year of nomination. The induction ceremony is set for March 29th in Brooklyn. In New York City, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News.
1: And the Tampa Bay Rays are bolstering their starting rotation. Multiple outlets report they have... Agreed to a two-year, thirty million dollar contract with veteran right-hander Charlie Morton. Morton's 35. He went 15 and three last season with the Houston Astros, earning his first career All-Star appearance. WFLA news time is 6:36. I'm Alan Spector, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Get these stories and more at wflaorlando.com. Time now on Good Morning Orlando for the Bloomberg Business Report with Gina Cervetti.
0: Right, Alan, and let's bring her in live, as always, from New York City's Bloomberg Newsroom. And good Thursday morning to you, Gina. Good morning, bud. So are things stabilizing on Wall Street? It's been such an unbelievable wild ride one session after another with the stock market going up and down hundreds of points every day. What do we see now?
7: Well, we certainly see some stabilization here this morning. We have the stock futures just narrowly mixed, kind of calm. The S&P futures up two points. The NASDAQ futures up 15. The Dow futures down about 16 points. That's less than a tenth of a percent. NYMEX crude hovering around $51 a barrel. Investors today turn their attention to the weekly snapshots of jobless claims and consumer comfort. We get the November update on import prices. Costco reports earnings later today. Trade tensions appear to have eased a bit. That's providing a boost to the mood this morning also helped the market yesterday. The Dow was up 157 points to 24,527. The S&P rose 14 or about one half of one percent to 2651. The Nasdaq was up 66. The Bloomberg Orlando index rising about one half of one percent.
0: And, Gina, you always update us on the uh, jobless reports here near record low unemployment nationally, about 3.7%. But the news this morning, the blue-collar job market is hot. What can you tell mm-hmm. us?
7: A surprise shortage of blue-collar workers is changing the shape of the U.S. job market, boosting their pay, narrowing wage inequality, and drawing more women into those jobs. A new conference board study says the gap is being driven by a shrinking supply of manual and low-pay service workers as the labor force becomes more educated and less willing in general to take on such jobs.
0: Interesting and important story there and some good news for the record companies this morning. What's the deal?
7: Yeah, this uh, ruling by an appeals court says you can't resell music bought from Apple iTunes and similar services through a virtual marketplace, so online. This appeals court said that such sales infringe on copyright holders. A company called ReDigi had argued that its platform only facilitated the transfer of music from one recipient to another without duplicating the original file. But the the appeals court disagreed here. It also said that any changes to develop rules for second-hand sales of digital files is up to Congress.
0: And now let's talk about the two behemoths in the um, home improvement uh, retail business now. Of course, that would be Home Depot and its competitor, Lowe's. Home Depot's always had the edge in market share, but Lowe's thinks they've come up with something that could close the gap. What is it?
7: And they have something in common, Bud. Lowe's CEO Marvin Ellison is borrowing heavily from his earlier career at Home Depot, and that includes now a new slogan. This spring, Lowe's will start using the phrase, do it right for less, much like Home Depot's more saving, more doing. Home Depot, as you pointed out, has outpaced lows in sales growth in recent years.
0: All right, and if you love syrup on your pancakes, there's syrup, and then there's 100% mm-hmm. pure maple <laughs> syrup, and you're shaking me to my core because I love the stuff. News of You'll a pay for it, shortage <laughs> of the good stuff? Yeah.
7: Well... But I'm going to tell you, you can rest easy. Even though Canada's maple syrup output tumbled 22% in the season through May, which was the smallest harvest in three years, a shortage is unlikely. The Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers can tap its strategic reserve to ensure that consumers like you will not run out. Thank goodness they have a strategic reserve of maple syrup.
0: It's almost like like oil reserves or something. It's good to know they got some of that stash somewhere for times like these. Great talking with you and having you with us, of course, every day from New York City. Uh, It's Gina Cervetti with the Bloomberg Business Report on Good Morning Orlando. Don't miss it every morning at 635. Have a wonderful day. We'll catch up with you tomorrow.
7: Thanks, bud. You too.
0: All right. Coming up here, headline, students demand comedian sign safe space contract ahead of charity event. You know, we want you to come, we want you to entertain us, but we don't want anyone to be offended for any reason, and if you do, you've broken a contract, and we're not going to be paid for you because we, we, we don't want to be offended. Give me a break. We'll give you the story in a moment. It's from the Bud Man's Believe It or Not file after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Now, we don't get snow in this part of Florida, but we got snowflakes all over the place in news. It's unbelievable. Jerry Seinfeld won't play colleges anymore with his comedy act, which is terrific, and he plays it about as straight and as clean as anybody does. But he says you can't you can't tell jokes to the college kids in America, Yaffe, because they're always offended by anything you say. And you're walking on eggshells the whole
2: time. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, Seinfeld, it's about as clean as it gets, you know? (laughs) know, (laughs) He doesn't want to do it.
0: part, Part of comedy, part of what triggers our laugh response and reflex is when we're surprised. We're a little bit shocked. We never looked at anything that way. Somebody pushes the envelope of what is socially acceptable. And most comedians now are as filthy as they can be and very edgy, and they go plowing through, you know... All the restraints that a guy like Seinfeld would most definitely employ. And this issue with offending snowflakes is not just an American issue. Yaffe sent me this story and says, I know this is going to get to you, bud man. And it did. My hair caught fire, but it was only a small conflagration. We put it out quickly. Um Headline, students demand comedians sign safe space contract ahead of charity event. This comes from the University of London over in the U.K., a student club there now requiring that all comedians sign what's called a behavioral agreement. This reported by PJ Media, okay? And here's what's in the agreement in part. This comedy night that we're having, they can't perform. If they break the contract, they won't be paid, okay? That's the deal. All right, here's what you have to agree to. This comedy night aims to provide a safe space for everyone to share and listen to comedy. This contract has been written to ensure an environment where joy, love, and acceptance are reciprocated by all. By signing this contract, you're agreeing to our no-tolerance policy. Are you ready for the list? With regards to racism, sexism, classism, ageism, ableism, homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, xenophobia... Islamophobia or anti religion or anti atheism. Kinda limits the material for most comedians, don't you think, Yaffe?
2: You can't make fun of old people anymore. That's ageism. Offensive.
0: That's ageism, right, Melissa?
2: <laughs> can't do that. Can we fat shame?
0: It's not on the list. I know. But I'm sure it's implied. Maybe maybe yeah, maybe you just, you know, spend forty minutes ripping into fat people. Does that work? Is food on the list? Because I'm sure somebody will be offended. <laughs> yeah, right. It goes on to say All topics must be presented in a way that is respectful and kind. It does not mean that these topics will not be discussed, but it means it must be done in a respectful and non-abusive way because we just don't want to be offended and we don't want anyone else to be offended when it's not going to tolerate it.
2: (laughs) It's not a a monologue. It's... A comedy. It's, they're not doing
5: poetry. Oh, You said a trigger word. I need to go to my safe space.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, good. I hope you'll come back and screen a few calls for us, Melissa, because we certainly could use that. <laughs> okay, we look forward to it. I hope you're not offended <laughs> in any way in the control room.
8: <laughs>
2: I'm sure they can make fun of Republicans, though. What? I'm sure they can make fun of Republicans. I'm sure that's sure okay. our
0: conservatives in yeah. the, in Britain. I'm sure you know <laughs> should be the equivalent. That's what yeah. they'll do. Yeah, that'll work, and maybe fat people, but probably not fat people. Okay. <laughs> what about
5: dentistry? Yeah,
0: no, no. <laughs> maybe who knows? Who? <laughs> uh oh. It reminded me of the Seinfeld show with the Jewish dentist. Yes. But anyway, that's a whole other deal. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, um. Very serious story, and Alan set the table, and I've got to comment on this here in just a moment. Uh, the commission that is uh, going to make recommendations to the Florida legislature in the wake of the Parkland School massacre last February on Valentine's Day, Nicholas Cruz slaughtered 17 people in that school, students and staff, and wounded 17 more, um, and, and, and they never really did stop him. He escaped, and then they caught him afterwards. I said, you've got to arm teachers. I'm sorry. Resource officer at the other end of the campus, I'm sorry, he's not going to get there in time. 911, call the cops. They're not going to get there in time. The carnage will already have been done. you got to arm teachers on a voluntary basis, and this commission is now supporting that. And I'd like to know what you think. And if you want to weigh in on the safe space comedian contract we just talked about, I'd love to hear from you. 407-916-5400. Text me, 23680, or standard message and data rates apply. So Melissa says she took a call off air from... Our old friend, our liberal from Volusia County, Bertha. He didn't want to come on, just wanted to tweak the Bud man, right? Yes. Okay, and she says off this Michael Cohen sentencing, this is the tip of the iceberg, Bud. The president and the vice president will get indicted, and (gasps) Pelosi will be the first woman president. (laughs) Oh, you know how to make my day, don't you, Bertha? All right, next time, don't chicken out. You and I need to talk. All right, here is the deal. Um... In the wake of the Parkland School massacre in Broward County last February at the Marjory Stoneman Douglas High School, Nicholas Cruz reloaded five times with his AR-15, 17 people dead, 17 wounded. And um school resource officer, one of them, uh, one of the cops stayed outside, and uh, and he's in real trouble over that right now. But at any rate, um, I said right away, you got to have teachers armed in the classroom, and it's a voluntary basis. You can't force anybody to do that, get the training and do it, and it needs to happen um, because there's no other there's no other quick line of defense to stop somebody. You had a teacher with a gun in the area of the school being targeted by Cruz. He reloaded. Put a bullet in his head. He would have been gone. You wouldn't have saved all the lives maybe, but you would have saved some lives. And it looks like the um, commission that is studying this and will report to the legislature, who has, and they'll have to green light the, uh, uh, the findings here if they choose to, and I hope they will in this case. Um, they have voted, as Alan told you, 13 to 1 to recommend the legislature allow the arming of teachers on a voluntary basis, saying what I've said, that it is not enough to have one or two police officers or armed guardians on campus. Driving this has been Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gualtieri. He is the chairman of this commission And he said most deaths in school shootings happen within the first few minutes before officers on and off the campus can respond. And he's right on that. It's uncomfortable, the idea of, of, you know, there being guns in our schools in the hands of teachers, even if they're trained. We know how contentious it can get, particularly at the high school level, the discipline problems, a, 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 a teacher driven to the brink. Who knows? And I understand the possibility of that. But I think you've got to accept that risk to minimize the risk of mass carnage. The next time we have another Nicholas Cruz, God forbid, come into one of our schools. Said Gualtieri, we have to give people a fighting chance. We have to give them an opportunity to protect themselves. This has been opposed by the teachers unions, PTAs, etc. here, saying teachers are hired to educate. Of course they are, and not be police officers. Of course that's true. That's the ideal world. That's the naively dangerous approach to this. While Terry's got it right. The commission's got it right. Now the legislature needs to do it when they convene. Any input from the audience on that on our text line, Yaffe?
2: Uh, Yes, one person uh, pointed out that there was an Orlando Sentinel report recently that showed Florida public schools are hiding many serious crimes, kind of like the Promise program. Right. And agrees with you, we need armed, qualified teachers or you're playing Russian roulette with our children. Could
0: not agree more. We'll stay on that important story. The commission is doing the right thing, as I see it. Top of the hour, the president's former fixer gets three years. Senator Bill Nelson bidding farewell to the United States Senate. My co-host and our newscaster now going forward, Alan Spector, with all of the news here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. From your cell, pound 250, keyword real estate. We're glad you're with us at six fifty nine. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us on a not so chilly for a change Thursday morning at seven o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio ninety three point one WFLA FM and AM five forty. I'm Bud Hedinger, and I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning: Michael Cohen learns
1: his fate. We'll have details coming up in one minute.
0: And we're getting into that Christmas song controversy raging. Should Baby It's Cold Outside be banned? My take and yours next on Good Morning, Orlando.
1: 703 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump's former lawyer and fixer will spend three years in prison. A federal judge in New York yesterday ordered Michael Cohen to report to federal prison on March 6th. Cohen pleaded guilty to tax fraud, banking fraud, and violations of campaign finance laws. Before sentencing, Cohen apologized and said he felt a need to cover up Trump's dirty deeds. Meanwhile, sentencing for another former Trump confidant could be delayed. The judge
7: who's going to be sentencing former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn on charges of lying about his Russia contacts wants more information. He's ordered special counsel Robert Mueller to turn over documents related to the questioning of Flynn in 2017 by this Friday. This comes after attorneys for Flynn said the FBI pressured him not to have a lawyer present during his interview. Flynn's to be sentenced next Tuesday, but that could be delayed, or the judge may even throw out Flynn's guilty plea if he rules the FBI interfered with Flynn's right to a lawyer. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News.
0: This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. And we'll be talking more about this as we did at 6 in our 8 o'clock hour here in Good Morning Orlando,
1: Allen. All right, bud. Bill Nelson is saying goodbye to the U.S. Senate. The Florida Democrat is leaving after being defeated by Rick Scott in his... Seeking of a fourth term, Nelson gave his farewell speech on the Senate floor yesterday and lamented the change in the tone of
3: U.S. political debate. And what has happened? What in the world has happened to civility and to humility in our nation's public discourse?
1: Nelson cautioned his fellow senators against putting country over party. UCF is facing questions about its pay to the school's former president. An audit obtained by the Orlando Sentinel shows the school is paying President Emeritus John Hitt $300,000 to help with fundraising, but Hitt only works about a fourth of the year. That means his pay rate is better than that of current President Dale Whitaker.
0: Yeah, and an audit's being done on that, and the university has to respond to that audit within 30 days. That's one of many items that they've kind of red-flagged and said, wait a minute here. So far, no official comment from
1: UCF. Unemployment is down and tourism is up, but state lawmakers in Tallahassee still have a bad case of the budget blues. State economist Amy Baker says the extra money they thought they would have for the new budget is history.
5: That discretionary balance for the upcoming budget year of $223.4 million in the best case scenario is gone. And the worst-case scenario is approaching about a $250 million shortfall.
1: Baker says Florida is being hurt by things it can't control, including tariffs on international trade, new restrictions by the Federal Reserve, and the damage done by Hurricane Michael. Virgin Galactic will launch its suborbital space plane today. The plan is to launch the VSS Unity, one of the company's Spaceship Two planes, from the Mojave Air and Spaceport in California. It's the fourth flight for the plane, and the company hopes to get it up to at least 50 miles above the Earth. This flight will also try to simulate the weight distribution of passengers, since the company is aiming for the commercial space tourism market.
0: Yeah, and and they think it could be really hot. Nobody on board this one, though, right? That's right.
1: WFLA news time is 7.06. A factory mishap leaves a chocolate river flowing down a street in Germany. Give me directions. (laughs) Uh, Well, (laughs) and a spoon.
0: Get me on Google Maps right now. (laughs)
1: Catch the video online at WFLAOrlando.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News
0: Radio 93.1 WFLA. We're going to have a little fun right now, and I hope you'll join in this now. It does have a serious dimension to it, but there's this big furor going on here and overseas over this song that gets a lot of play at Christmas time, even though it's not a Christmas song. It talks about a very snowy night and uh, and a guy and a gal with a relationship, and the guy's trying to get the gal to stay, and maybe things'll go a little more the way he dreams it to go. This song, "Baby It's Cold Outside," is being banned from play by radio stations in in many places because it portrays, they say, sexual harassment. And in the Me Too era, that is verboten. It's amazing to me, the song was written 75 years ago, portrayed in a movie in 1949. Think how much more permissive our society is, mostly for the bad, now than then. And yet what was totally acceptable and offended nobody in the 1940s has everybody associated with the Me Too movement um, outraged and offended and radio stations walking on eggs and pulling this thing out of the lineup. Well, I think nobody's been offended for every decade
1: until this year. Uh, I always thought of this as just a a little flirtatious dance, if you will, between a man and a woman. Yes. They're just kind of teasing each other.
0: Yeah. Yaffe, um, Melissa, you understand what we're talking about here? Uh, teasing
5: each other? Yeah, I'm into
0: it. <laughs> that's okay. A little of that's all right. Well, all I right. think
5: I think he's right. It is a dance, and actually, the original, I think you pointed out to us yesterday with the Ricardo Montevon.
0: Yes, is and it Esther literally Williams, a, in a movie. dance. It was Neptune's daughter, and and it's amazing when you watch it right now. And it's just kind of a guy-gal romance thing. Mm-hmm. There's there's no dark, sinister side. There's no sexual harassment oh, or she's sexual flirting. assault. flirting. Yaffe, you're about as straight or narrow as anybody <laughs> I know. You, I
2: never saw a problem with it. Thank you very much. I mean, we can't much. flirt anymore. Is that where we're come to now? I, I don't know. But in a moment, it's really <laughs> great because Melissa
0: put me on to a parody of this. Something you can sing with new lyrics for the guy. That's okay in the Me Too era, and it is hysterical, and it's been done by a guy who used to work for Fox 35 on the air. Wow. So we'll get to that here in a moment. And I want to know whether or not you guys and gals in particular do you have a problem with the lyrics to. Baby it's cold outside. You know oh, I would
1: I would only have a problem if Bill Cosby or Harvey Weinstein was singing it.
0: <laughs> there <And> you go. <laughs> Dean Martin not so much, right? No, nah, he's okay. Uh, he's coming up with Martina McBride and, he's and dead. then The Parody which is a riot and makes a great great point about how ridiculous this is. So, the Christmas song controversy, I can't believe it exists but it's raging and it is all over Baby, it's cold outside. What's your take on it all? 407 916 5400. Toll free 866 916 5400. Text line 23680. or standard message and data rate supply. We'll dive in right after we do this. Updating Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, which happens in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Okay, all of the Linguini Spine liberals and those particularly subscribing to the Me Too movement, which definitely has merit, we can't have people being sexually harassed and assaulted in the workplace or anywhere else, okay? But for goodness sakes to suggest that, baby, it's cold outside, about the snowy night, gets played as a Christmas song all the time, and is really fun. A guy and a gal going back and forth here with their little romance, and he's trying to get her to stay, and she's thinking, well, I'd like to stay, but I want to sound like a good girl, so I want to sound like I need to go. And, you know, it's been around forever. It was written back in the 40s. I think the best recording of it, and here's just the first minute before we get to the new parody that is out to satisfy those who were offended by the original this is Dean Martin and Martina McBride. Baby, it's cold outside. Listen closely.
8: I really can't stay. Baby, it's
0: cold outside.
8: I gotta go. But baby, it's
6: cold outside.
8: This evening has been ended. hoping
6: that you <laughs> drop so in.
8: Very nice. I'll hold your
6: hands They're just like I Beautiful, what's your? heart. father
8: will be pacing the floor. Listen
6: to the fireplace so roar.
8: Really I'd
6: Beautiful, please don't hurt.
8: me just to have a drink more. Put some
6: records on while I'm bored. baby it's bad out there.
8: Say what's in this? No dream? cabs
6: to be had out there.
8: I wish I knew Your how eyes
6: are like starlight now.
8: This I'll
6: take your
8: hat your hair
5: looks well.
8: No, 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 Mind so.
5: if I move into At least I'm
8: gonna say that I try. What's the
5: sense of hurt? I, I
8: really baby,
5: don't
2: hold out.
8: Baby, it's cold
2: outside.
0: Now let me ask you, is there anything in there that offends you or you consider inappropriate in this era of the Me Too movement that would justify radio stations, and this is being done here and in other countries, pulling it out of their Christmas music lineup? In a moment... We've got a great parody of this that is out from a guy who has an Orlando connection. You'll want to hear that. And uh, and the new version is not, baby, it's cold outside. It's the guy saying, baby, just go outside. Stay tuned. It's coming up. But I want to know your take on this. Is this just the most outrageous thing that anybody would have a problem with, baby, it's cold outside? 407-916-5400. Toll free 866-916-5400. Text line 23680, standard message and data rate supply. Gals, it's all about you. What about it? Does this song need to go? Or are you just okay with it as we are? 407-916-5400 or text me 23680. Yes, Jingle Bells is still okay. Nobody's found a way to be offended by that. But a lot of people across the globe are apparently offended with the song about the lyrics... Claiming sexual harassment in the Me Too era to Baby It's Cold Outside. We played the flirtatious byplay in the song that's more than 70 years old, uh, the Dean Martin, Martina McBride version you hear every Christmas about that snowy night. Well, now there's a great parody that makes a great point. And, um,. Instead of Baby, It's Cold Outside, you're going to hear this parody with a girl saying the same lyrics as the original, but the guy walking on Me Too-era eggshells right now and making sure he says exactly the politically correct right thing. It's Baby, Just Go Outside, the parody put together by um, the Holderness Family, uh, which does parody music, their Facebook page, Holderness Family Music. And the guy is um, used to be with Fox 35 News years ago, and his name is Penn Holderness. So here's the parody, and it makes a great point, you know. And, and, and let's listen together.
8: I really can't stay. Okay, you're free to go. I've got to go away. Understood no means no. This evening has been super appropriate. So nice. But I do understand consent. My will start to. Worry. Definitely text her right now. Will be pacing the
5: floor. Here's the
8: code in there is so the really the better scurry. I am gonna stand over well, here. Maybe just
5: a half a drink You more. are
8: in control of this the thing. <laughs> invite them over if you like. Say
5: what's in this drink? I'm
8: um, nothing but Sprite I wish I knew how to walk right to out break the door. The spell. I do know how to spell harassment. I, gotta
5: say no, 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 I hear you
8: loud and clear are yes, gonna
5: say that I
8: try I'm trying super I really hard can't stay. please just go out baby just go outside. outside simply must go. Uber is right outside. The answer is no. Seriously, right outside. The welcome has been. I'll walk you to so the nice curb. So nice and warm. But totally consensual. There's about you be talk
5: tomorrow? Hopefully
8: not about At least us. At there will be plenty implied. Please do not imply anything. I really can't stay. Baby, just go out. Baby, Baby's just cold. go. Letting go outside. <laughs> Yeah, if
2: you get that posted on a website. Yes, I do, wflaorlando.com keyword Budman.
0: Yeah, you get the video, it's really really fun to watch. How about the textures? They're weighing in on this <laughs> Baby It's Cold Outside, Me Too era controversy, which is nonsense.
2: Well, we've had a couple of different textures make this same point, but one person says if they find Baby It's Cold Outside offensive, they obviously haven't listened to some of the music in the last 20 years. That's you know, a great point. Let's check out the other words of all the other music on the radio.
0: Yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot
2: more offensive than this song.
0: It's a great parody, Melissa. You, you put yeah. put me onto that. It's really cool. Interesting to have the Orlando connection with this guy, too. Yeah.
5: Here's a, I got someone here who's on the other side of this one. What's that? He says, the version of Baby It's Cold Outside by Dean Martin that you played is sweet and innocent, but I believe the classic movie has him pawing on her and putting himself between her and the door, and that's offensive. You're talking about the movie? Mm-hmm.
0: That is nonsense. The movie that featured this song is Neptune's Daughter from 1949. It stars an unbelievably young Ricardo Montalban and a great star of that era who did all the swimming movies, Esther Williams, okay? And no one's getting pinned against the wall, and she's having a good time with the flirtation as well. If you see it any other way, I can send you to the Filatowski Eye Institute You have a vision problem.
2: (laughs) Nice. There is one texter, though, who makes a really good point, in my opinion, on why this song could be bad. Says uh, you should ban the song because it suggests the man wants to have sex outside
5: of marriage. Oh, come on. Grow up happy.
2: Oh, I don't oh. think that's going on. They're just flirting. Yeah, I don't know. But if you're, you're just a having a flirtation.
5: If you're a Christian. But if you watch the
2: song portrayed <laughs> as no a sex. dance and a move.
5: What? There's no sex in the song. What is he talking True. about? He just wants yeah, her to stay see. a little longer. Oh, okay. Oh. The texture brought it up. Well, the okay. texture pushed it. I mean, all that's right. your mind. All right. All right.
0: Okay. Oh, boy. Anyway, there you go. can't stop kicking around this baby-it's-cold-outside controversy and that great parody. Um, Pen Holderness, do you ever remember him? He worked at Fox 35 here in Orlando a number of years ago doing some news and sports, Alan. I remember the name. Yeah, yeah, he's doing parodies now. I he wouldn't know him
1: if he walked in the door, yeah. but I remember the name. Yeah,
0: well, I don't think he is, but we're really glad that you're here. Just walked through the door from the newsroom, because I, I don't know what I'd do for the next five minutes if you didn't.
1: <laughs> well, I have a few things we can talk about. For you're instance... Not- A panel reviewing the massacre at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland wants to give guns to teachers. The state
6: commission voted 13 to 1 to include a recommendation to armed teachers who undergo training. The state legislature would still have to pass such a measure. A draft of the group's report also faults the school for security breaches that allowed a gunman to kill 17 people on Valentine's Day. Nicholas Cruz was captured that same day and is facing multiple charges of first-degree murder. Larry Spillman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
1: A Broward County judge is rejecting an argument by the armed deputy who failed to enter a building at Stoneman Douglas the day of the mass shooting. Yesterday, the judge disagreed with Scott Peterson's claim that he had no legal duty to protect the students and faculty from harm. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The last execution of 2018 in this country is scheduled for tonight at Florida State Prison.
0: Florida is preparing to give Jose Jimenez a lethal injection for stabbing his neighbor to death during a 1992
9: robbery. Florida's Supreme Court rejecting an appeal that Jimenez' death sentence should be thrown out because the jury's recommendation was not unanimous. His would be the country's 25th and last execution of 2018. During the year, Texas
1: executed 13 prisoners, Tennessee three, Georgia and Alabama two each. Jack Callahan, Fox News. A Disney employee is accused of stealing almost $50,000 from the company. Orange County deputies say 31-year-old Jamaica Hall of Kissimmee admitted that while working at the front desk at different Disney hotels, he issued fraudulent refunds to guests and pocketed the money. Open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act ends this weekend. Josh Peck is co-founder of Get America Covered.
10: The deadline to get coverage for 2019 is this Saturday.
5: And if you don't make that deadline, you will not be able to get coverage uh, until November 1st of 2019. So my my strong recommendation is that
1: people go to healthcare.gov by this Saturday and see what plans are available. Peck says recent data from the Kaiser Family Foundation shows that Many people will be able to find plans with premiums at $0. To get more information or to sign up, go to healthcare.gov. And we're just, uh, we're less than half an hour away now, bud, from learning who will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. for 2019. Okay. The uh, the ballot includes fan favorites Def Leppard, who uh, have been topping the fan voting, which they've uh, done over the past couple of months.
0: Aren't they a shoe in wouldn't you
1: think? Uh, so far every year, uh, the fan voting has, uh, the number one artist in the fan voting has been inducted
0: Uh and, uh, they got over a half million votes online. Okay. So, so there's, there's a committee and then there's the fan vote and it's all weighted and considered collectively. Exactly.
1: Uh, Stevie Nicks came in second and then it was Todd Rundgren, the zombies and the cure. As I said, we'll find out in half an hour who gets in. Elsewhere, bud, yo, an Israeli startup says it's made the world's first steak grown in a laboratory. Aleph Farms said Wednesday the technology it developed marks
0: a breakthrough and a great leap forward in producing a cell-grown steak. And it's pretty much uh, sewed up the uh, the cow vote.
1: <laughs> yeah. i'm sure the cows are loving this the ones who paint the signs to
0: say eat more chicken
1: Right. analysts say the meat is thin but clearly steak-like
0: oh, i'm no, suspicious no, okay. of anything heard...
1: that's steak-like yeah. <laughs> haven't we heard that about
0: every veggie burger ever on the menu and they never taste like that well like it beef. appears to be a
1: big milestone toward eventually making ready-to-eat meat without slaughter Many companies make plant-based burgers, but only a few startups are trying to make real, environmentally friendly beef and chicken from animal cells. I'll be darned! What do you think, Yaffe? You in for
2: a? Ah, uh, you go first, buddy. Lab-grown steak? F- you try it first, and let me know. <laughs> you know, okay? I've always I've always
1: <laughs> been suspicious of those steak ums, you know, and exactly where they
0: come from.
5: Yeah,
2: I don't even know what that is. <laughs>
5: steak ums? What is? It? <laughs> you never seen that product, steak ums? I know what they are. Thank you, Melissa. What are they? They're the ones that you, you well. You ever get a hoagie, uh, steak and cheese hoagie? So yeah, it's like flattened out beef. Um. Oh, oh it's, it's what they make
0: the, the famous are... uh, the Philadelphia cheese yes. steak. Well, this is a product. Steak, it's
1: actually called steak ums. You can get it in a supermarket. Okay, or at you, least you could. I, I you guess think it's still it comes from a
0: cow, but you're not sure exactly which part. Well, I'm not sure, you know,
1: I wouldn't even vouch for the cow being <laughs> okay. a part of this, okay. but we'll see. All right, all right. Netflix is out with its list of the most binged shows of 2018. The uh, streaming service does not release actual viewership numbers, but did rank the top shows by how many minutes were spent per average viewing session. Coming in at number one is On My Block. The show about four friends and their life in high school and in the inner city is followed by Making a Murderer Part 2 and the second season of 13 Reasons Why. Three shows I've never watched. Also on the list is The Haunting of Hill House, Fastest Car, Bodyguard, and Orange is the New Black, Season
0: 6. So what is the criteria for binge viewing? I mean, how long do you have to continually watch different episodes of a show for it to be a binge? How does that work? You know, when you watch Netflix, you can almost not help but binge view,
1: because as soon as one episode... Uh, ends, the next episode begins. There's like a
0: countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Here it comes. Yeah, but having said that, what's a binge? Is that watching three or four episodes in a row or is that watching 24 hours of something?
5: It's like you watch the entire series from start to finish over a few days. So maybe three or four hours at a time. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: All right. There you go. I remember binge drinking from you know, fraternity parties a long totally time ago, that's a whole other deal.
1: Yeah, and you're saying that was a long time ago? Very long. Okay. <laughs> very long. You
0: remember it, this. Oh, so. this is away. something you participated in? <laughs> no, I just was an observer.
2: <laughs> okay, just check.
0: <laughs> yeah. I Alan, got, thank you. Sure thing. All right, Alan Spector, our co-host and newsman, will be back with us at the top of the hour. We're going to check in with one of our very best national correspondents on Michael Cohen, Trump's old lawyer and fixer, going up the river, three-year prison sentence, and... um Bill Zimfer will be joining us here in just a moment on that right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic. And we'll do that for you here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. For those of you who were not with us in our first hour when we talked about the sentencing to prison for three years of Trump's old lawyer. And fixer Michael Cohen. We're going to get you up to date on it right now as we bring in our fine News Radio 93.1 national correspondent Bill Zimfer. Bill, good morning. Always great to have you on the show. What can you tell us?
9: Well, but what I can tell you is that um, we haven't heard the last of Michael Cohen, even though he was sentenced to uh, three years in prison for guilty pleas on tax evasion, bank fraud, lying to Congress, and campaign finance violations. We haven't heard the last of him. He will continue to cooperate with prosecutors and investigators and even wants to testify in open session before Congress. He says he would do that after the Mueller report is released to tell everything he knows to the American people and Congress about uh, President Trump and the Trump organization. Uh, So uh, we will continue to hear from him. But the question remains, uh, this uh, Michael Cohen is an admitted liar. And uh, should we believe anything that he has said? But I think the issue now is corroboration, bud, because you have a couple of other officials who have been granted immunity, uh, namely Alan Weisselberg, the CFO of the Trump Organization in New York, and also uh, David Pecker, the chairman of American Media Incorporated, which paid the $150,000 to Karen McDougal to stop that story about her affair with President Trump. Alleged Uh, affair
0: that the president denies.
9: Correct. Uh, alleged affair. Although now he does admit making payments, uh, which is uh, something new as well. Right. So but, then, I
0: think- but, but the case on that side, uh, Bill, is it not? Is that the president saying that's a private matter? It's not a campaign issue or campaign finance violation. That's a private matter. I have these women trying to extort money from me, and I had to end that for the sake of my professional Um, a future in my family relationships.
9: Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the president's argument here, and that's why this is all up to interpretation, because in the statement that that was released when AMI was given a non-prosecution agreement, meaning they won't get in trouble themselves for providing information now, they said that the $150,000 which was paid to Karen McDougal was to prevent it from influencing the election meaning that that money went to making sure President Trump or Donald Trump became president, therefore could be classified as a campaign contribution. So that's where the whole interpretation comes in. So where we are now, Bud, is that in conclusion of all this going on, a fuse has now been lit. Now, whether it goes to a dud or a massive explosion still remains to be seen. There are chapters to be written in this story. Absolutely right. Michael Cohen begins serving next March, three years. Some talk
0: about he may actually wind up getting out in less time than that. Are you hearing that?
9: Yes, uh, he could get out in in about two years, depending on uh, a number of factors here. But according to federal guidelines, he must serve about two-thirds of the time. So I'm looking at him serving two years in prison, probably at a minimum security facility in New York State at at, uh, Otisville.
0: All right, and we'll take calls on this in the 8 o'clock hour as to how much trouble... This might or might not be for the president based on what's just happened to Michael Cohen. But thanks for the update. News Radio 93.1 National Correspondent Bill Zimfer. Always great having you on, sir.
9: My pleasure, bud. All right. Good deal.
0: Good morning, Orlando, and Merry Christmas one and all. The Bud Man and our new co-host and newsman, Alan Spector, to come at 8 o'clock with the very latest for you. And Yaffe at the Controls is our fantastic executive producer. Steph's away, uh, seeing some family for the holidays. And so Melissa is uh, screening our calls as we move into our number three. I asked, is there any fresh tweeting going on at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? President's up and at him, not talking about the Michael Cohen sentencing, which is interesting. His silence on that, because, you know, ahead of the sentencing, he was calling for him you know, to get the book thrown out and to go up the river for the maximum amount of time. He got three years; could have been four, I think it was. But at any rate, we'll see. We haven't heard from him since on that. But you remember the president uh, claimed right from the campaign that we're going to build a wall on the border and Mexico is going to pay for the wall. He's taking a lot of heat right now Well, we're trying to get the money out of Congress, but Mexico won't pay for the wall, et cetera. Well, the president's not having any of this. Listen to what the president is tweeting. I often stated one way or the other, Mexico is going to pay for the wall. This has never changed. Our new trade deal with Mexico and Canada, the USMCA, as Trump dubbed it, is so much better than the old, very costly and anti-USA NAFTA deal that just by the money we save, Mexico is paying for the wall. What about it, Yaffe? I know the anti-Trumpers aren't going to buy that for five seconds. I'm not
2: sure I buy it, though. <laughs> it's, a, it's kind it's a, of a way to, it's a interesting it's, way to spin that around. A, a,
0: that, that's a major spin job yeah. there, Mr. President. <laughs> interesting way to look at it. But I think he's been taking a lot of heat on this issue right now. And, of course, we've been talking about it. But that is the latest from the Trump tweet machine in D.C. We're keeping an eye on that, as we always do. Top of the hour, more on Michael Cohen, the president's former lawyer and fixer, getting three years, and we'll be talking about what you think that might or might not mean for the president downstream, and Senator Bill Nelson bidding farewell to his colleagues in the Senate. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio on a Thursday. From your cell, just hit pound 250. Say keyword real estate. Good morning, Orlando, at 759. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a beautiful Thursday at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm
1: Alan Spector. Our top story this morning one Michael learns his fate, another Michael's
0: sentencing could be delayed. Love we'll details coming up in one minute. And Cohen to prison, trouble for Trump. Top Tallahassee official indicted. Trouble for Gillum. Let's talk next on Good Morning, Orlando.
1: 803 on News Radio 93.1. There are new developments in the Russia probe ahead of sentencing for former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn who admitted last year he lied to the FBI. The
7: federal judge overseeing Flynn's case is demanding special counsel Robert Mueller hand over all government documents related to his questioning. This after Flynn's legal team made a bombshell allegation that the FBI pushed him not to bring a lawyer to an interview with agents at the White House. The judge's order allows Mueller to file the documents under seal. Flynn is set to be sentenced on December 18th, but that can now be delayed. In Washington, Rachel Sutherland. Fox News.
1: Former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen will be calling a federal prison home for three years. A federal judge in New York yesterday ordered Cohen to surrender on March 6th. Cohen pleaded guilty to tax fraud, banking fraud, and violations of campaign finance laws. He also admitted to lying to Congress about plans to build a Trump Tower in Moscow.
0: And we're going to talk about this as we did in our 6 o'clock hour for folks just joining us now as to how much trouble the president might or might not be in over the sentencing of his former lawyer.
1: All right, bud, this news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Bill Nelson gave his farewell speech on the floor of the U.S. Senate yesterday. The Florida Democrat is leaving after losing a close race against Governor Rick Scott last month. Nelson reflected on his long political career, saying the country's successes during his time in office have been tempered by failures, especially on issues like voting rights.
3: We've seen constant attempts to disenfranchise voters and to make it more difficult for every American to have their voice heard at the ballot box.
1: Nelson cited the controversial Citizens United Supreme Court decision as one example. Orange County Sheriff's deputies are looking for the person who robbed an Uber driver at gunpoint and wound up taking his car. The driver had shown up at a location on Kingsgate Drive on Tuesday night to pick up a fare when he was confronted by the suspect who was wearing a ski mask. Florida's economy may be booming, but the chairman of the Appropriations Committee in the state Senate says there's no money to spare in the next budget. Senator Rob Bradley says Michael threw a monkey wrench into the works.
4: Hurricane Michael was devastating for the people of the Panhandle and the people of the state of Florida but it also had real enduring effects uh, on our budget this year and in future years.
1: Since there is no extra money, Bradley says lawmakers who want funding for a new project will have to find something else to cut. NBA action will tip off south of the border tonight as the Orlando Magic face the Chicago Bulls in Mexico City. The game is part of the NBA's Mexico City Games series and the first of two matchups at Mexico City Arena. Orlando will serve as the home team this evening and will also host the Utah Jazz there on Saturday. The NBA hosted four games in Mexico City last season and more are planned in coming years. Since 1992, the NBA has held 26 games there. WFLA news time is 8.06. Cops respond to a noise complaint and end up playing video games. You can find that story and the video online at WFLAOrlando.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: News, weather, traffic. This is
1: Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe on News Radio
0: 93.1 WFLA. The cops wound up playing video games. Please tell me it's not a Florida story. No, it wasn't in Florida. Okay, well, that's good. That's all I need to know. Apparently,
1: the video gamers, uh, there were complaints. They were being too noisy. The cops came found they weren't being too noisy, and then decided to
0: sit in on some of the action. (laughs) Amazing. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We have the new uh, inductees named. It was supposed to be at 8 o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah, I got to run back to the newsroom and see what's up. Alan Spector, now my co-host and our newsman, and he's been in the business a long time and does a terrific job, and it's great to have him as part of the team. Great to have Melissa in for Stephanie this morning, screening your calls and, of course, tying it all together and trying to keep the bud man in line and on time, our executive producer, Yaffe. That's the team. Good morning, Orlando, on a Thursday for the Frontgate Realty Studio from your cell, pound 250, keyword real estate. Um, If you want to talk about the sentencing of Michael Cohen to three years in prison, you know, um, and what it might or might not mean for Trump, if you listen to the anti-Trump media you know, this is the beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. I do not see it that way at all. Uh, we'll also talk about wall funding that the House is working on right now. I don't see how that gets done with the Senate requiring 60 votes, but we'll give you the latest of what is taking shape as we speak. And Andrew Gillum, a couple of his political associates in Tallahassee have, um, have been indicted how much trouble could it be for the failed candidate for governor and the embattled mayor of Tallahassee? We're talking about it all as we roll into the third hour and the House call with Dr. Kronhaus breaking health and medical news coming up at 840. So lots going on, and we hope you can spend some time with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Next up, an update on Orlando's news, Water and Traffic, here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Merry Christmas, everybody. So great to have you with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch, um, Cohen said in court yesterday, got real weepy, saying that, you know, it's my own weakness, and I was weak. I was blindly loyal to, to Donald Trump, and it caused me to lose the, to choose, I should say, the path of darkness. He said, time and again, I felt it was my duty to cover up his dirty deeds. He says he takes full responsibility for the nine felonies to which he pleaded guilty, saying the personal ones to me and those involving the President of the United States. Well, you know, the never-Trumpers, the anti-Trumpers, the ATM machine, the anti-Trump media machine is cranked up in overdrive over this, saying this is the beginning of the end of the Trump presidency, and it's a real death knell here. I don't believe that. Yaffe doesn't believe it. And, And with what we have here... There is no possible way that the president could be impeached and convicted, which has to happen in the Senate, now held by the Republicans in the new Congress coming in with 53 senators instead of the 51 we've had. And if the Democrats try to impeach him over this, this is not what the Constitution provided the impeachment process for. That was for major league offenses treason bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors understood back 200 years ago to be something much more serious than you know a misdemeanor is in general today um so i i i just don't see it based on what's happened now what's to come who knows but, you know, I was looking for a little bit of validation from somebody who was closer to the process and the intricacies of all of this than I am. And former Federal Elections Commissioner Hans von Spakovsky was talking with a da- with daily caller dot com, um, great conservative online publication, and uh, and really debunking the argument that is out there by the Trump haters uh, that he broke campaign finance laws, Trump, by paying these women that um, he allegedly had affairs with, even though he's denied it, prior to becoming president. Despite the guilty plea of Cohen, Spakovsky says, Trump should not be worried because it would have to be a campaign-related expense for the contribution um, to break any campaign finance laws, which is what we said, even with our lack of legal expertise. And he also pointed out that the only other time the Justice Department has ever tried to say that payments like these were campaign-related expenses was with John Edwards, who was um, the vice presidential running mate in 2004 with John Kerry when they lost out to Bush, right? Uh, donations to Edwards' campaign actually went to paying his mistress. A woman who worked for the campaign ended up having his child, but a jury ruled in that case. I'm sorry, Edwards' donations were not a campaign-related expense. president says they're not to settle a private matter, not related to the campaign, nothing illegal about it. I think there's precedent, and I think that will stand up. Where well, if everything takes us with the Mueller probe, I have no idea and will not claim to know. Um, but I'd like to know whether or not you agree with us that this is not going to be a big problem for Trump. What's to come with the Mueller probe, we can debate. But we don't know. But what's on the table now off the Cohen prison sentence here, I just don't think is a problem. Does Andrew Gillum, who um, almost became the governor of this state, the current mayor of uh, Tallahassee, is he in some trouble? A couple of his political associates have just been indicted on some serious charges. We can talk about that. We've got a new effort by the Republican-controlled House in the Lame Duck. To get $5 billion for the Trump wall, try to squeeze in the latest on that as well. Love to have you weigh in on all of this here. We welcome your calls at 407-916-5400. We welcome your texts at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. And we'll get to it right after we get to an update on Orlando's news, weather and traffic, which I'll have for you. Stick around. It's in two minutes here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM and AM 540. Really interesting to note off that headline that one name in that FBI investigation conspicuously missing when all of this came down with these indictments yesterday would be Andrew Gillum himself. A lot of talk about, you know, whether or not he was going to be um, found to have run afoul of the law by the FBI. It could still happen. The probe continues, but there was no mention of Gillum yesterday. And a lot of people close to this FBI probe of corruption in Tallahassee are beginning to think perhaps Andrew Gillum will dodge this bullet and not be implicated. We'll stay on the story as we have. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning here on Good Morning Orlando. Um, Trump wants $5 billion for the wall, got into Pelosi and Schumer in that incredible session with the cameras rolling in the Oval Office the other day and said that he could get enough votes to get... Uh, a measure passed in the House. Pelosi said there's no way you can do it, and so the challenge was on. Now it looks like House GOP leaders may well today um, consider and ultimately pass a short-term stopgap government funding bill that would include the $5 billion in wall funding that Trump has demanded. It isn't fully pulled together yet, and then there's the blockade in the Senate where you need 60 votes to get something like this through. And um, I, I'm not sure how we get 60 votes there, but uh, this is what they're trying to do in the House. Let's go to Rick and Oviedo. You're on with the Bud Man. Good morning. Uh, we put a lot out there. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, chew on whatever you would like, Rick.
11: And good morning, Bud, and uh, Merry Christmas to you.
0: And you as well, uh, my good friend. Of- Thank you.
11: Yes. Um, the whole thing with the wall... I mean, the five billion dollars. Yes, it sounds like a big number, and, and they try to scare. it. But I believe it's like one tenth of one percent of the entire budget for the year, um, which I, I re- heard somewhere earlier today. And with Trump selling it as, you know, well, the the USMCA plan is going to offset it. That's true. It's it's addition by subtraction. It's creative accounting, as we call it. And um and I think it's a good thing and I think he really needs to hold out. And if he has to shut the government down, he needs to shut the government down. Amen to right that and, and it's got to happen. On it. It's got to happen
0: now before before the Democrats have control of the House with all the seats they picked up in the midterms. It truly is a now or never proposition as I see it and worth going to the wall for the wall even if it's a pre-Christmas partial government shutdown. A lot of agencies are already, you know, the the funding has been passed for them to keep on going, but there are several departments along with national parks that would shut down uh, if they can't come up with a deal. I think the president's got to take this right to the wall for the wall.
11: Absolutely. Thank so, you, my friend. I appreciate for it. And, and keep up the good work. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. We're we're working hard for you here. Yaffe, go yeah, ahead.
2: You know, I was thinking about this earlier today and yesterday. Trump really isn't asking for that much when you think about it. You ought to be asking for the full twenty
0: five billion dollars,
2: and they can't even do that. And it just shows. The Democrats just don't want to accept it politically. They just don't want to say we're giving money towards the wall. That's the only reason. It has nothing to do with money or anything else. It's just the partisan politics. Yeah. All it
5: is.
0: Yeah. Melissa, you're shaking your head in the affirmative to that comment.
5: Oh, uh, I was just thinking about Pelosi and saying, that, you know, the whole thing about Trump and it's part of his, he's got to get it done because of his manhood or whatever that crap was in the.
0: Well, yeah, that, 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 that was so obnoxious and so personal <laughs> and so unnecessary and personally insulting and petty. It really, right. really was.
5: And you know what was amazing to me
2: is during that meeting, that contentious meeting, both Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi said they agree we need border security. Well, then what's wrong with building the wall? I just don't understand. It's just part of politics. It's all it is. Yeah, I, it really
0: is. And keep in mind, Pelosi now believes she's rounded up enough votes to become speaker of the new Democrat-controlled House, okay? But she has to keep the left wing yep. on board, okay, to get those votes. And if she caves an inch on the hated wall, as the left sees it, the extreme left of the Democrat Party, which is growing bigger and further out of the mainstream all the time, she will not get those votes. So I don't see her, I don't see her giving an inch on any of this for that reason.
2: Yeah, exactly right. And that's why she didn't want to have that meeting in public.
0: Oh, Bertha! One of our morning, esteemed House liberals you? from Volusia County. Earlier in the show, and you didn't want to come on and talk about it, Melissa said she took a call off the air in which you said the Cohen prison sentence is the tip of the iceberg, that Trump and Pence will get indicted and Pelosi will be the first woman president. What are you doing to the bud man hitting me with that stuff I this early in the raise morning? I your
11: blood pressure.
0: No, that's all I need. I have to get Dr. Kronhaus in here and uh, I, I put the to cuff to on my arm.
11: Memory. I told you in Yappy months ago to watch New York, not the, the special prosecutor. You remember?
0: I think I do, but what do you want to talk about ever now? Ever it says read it
11: his uh, co-insolvent. What did I tell you about New York?
0: I have no idea. I've got a lot of people. I, you I talk you New to. York
11: is going to bring them down. I lived too many years in New York. I know how it works. Right. But only what I called about. I don't think we need to be spending money for a wall when we need to help the people in Tallahassee rebuild. They already say they have no money in Tallahassee, so where are they going to get the money from, But
0: Wait a minute. We're talking about two different things. You're talking about Tallahassee? I'm talking about Trump's wall? wall. What are you talking about?
11: If we spend this money for the wall, when when Tallahassee say they are broke—
0: Tallahassee or Washington—
11: well, I'm just, don't don't they have to go to Washington for money if the state don't have any money?
2: She's basically saying that the money would be better spent other places. But, but what I mean,
11: I'm saying, okay. Uh, There's right. some money coming for the people in Tallahassee to rebuild. All right. Listen, thank you,
0: Bertha. Thank you, Yaffe, for the translation and interpretation here. <laughs> I think she shorted out the bud man's brain here. A spike in my blood pressure with all that it's Pelosi kind of for a, president.
2: It was kind of a distraction kind of yes. thing. Yes. Typical whataboutism mm. kind of thing.
0: Merry Christmas to you, uh, Bertha. We love her. She's great. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on there. Anyway, I do know that our new co-host and our newsman, Alan Spector, knows what's going on in the news, and he's about to give us the latest on the, a recommendation that uh, that I support that Florida teachers on a voluntary basis be armed in our schools to head off the next, God forbid, mass killer. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducting new members. I think we have the nominees because it's breaking news at 8 o'clock. Alan's following that. We'll, we'll see what he has to say, and then we'll check in with Dr. Kronhaus with breaking health and medical news on the house call. Uh, Americans getting fatter than ever. Why is that, and what do we do about it? And what price do we pay for our obesity in the house call? And much to come beyond that with Dr. Kronhaus. It's 30. Good morning, Orlando. Good morning, Orlando, and a Merry Christmas to you. We're going to get you up to date on um, some important news at the bottom of the hour. And we have it here. Um, and, Alan, let's talk about what this commission formed in the wake of the uh, school massacre last February, is now calling for.
1: Well, they've come out overwhelmingly behind a very controversial idea, bud. The Stoneman-Douglas Commission voting 13-1 to 1 yesterday to recommend arming teachers. Now, that recommendation will be forwarded to the state legislature. Max Schachter, who lost his son in February shooting, was the only no-vote He says teachers already have too much on their plates.
0: Legislature would have to deal with this and green light it. We don't know if they will, but I guess they're going to have that on their plate uh, come the new year.
1: The deputy who failed to go into the building at Stoneman Douglas where the shooting was taking place, he was in court yesterday trying to claim he had no legal duty to protect students and faculty. The uh, Broward County judge disagreed with Scott Peterson.
0: That was outrageous, that claim, particularly, you know, with the parents The kids who were killed right there, they went apoplectic as well they should. This news is brought to you by Trusco
1: Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A teenager's facing charges for bringing a loaded gun to a school in Volusia County. 17-year-old Timothy Coates was arrested recently
6: after police say the gun was found in his backpack at Atlantic High School in Port Orange. The gun was found while police were interviewing Coates at the school about a recent shooting in Daytona Beach. Coates is not accused of making any threats to the school or any classmates.
1: Larry Spillman, News Radio
6: 93.1 WFLA.
1: Four people find themselves without a home after two fires in West Cocoa. One fire occurred on Gatewood Street where... One person had to be taken to the hospital with serious burns, and a child suffered minor burns. In the other fire on Lake Drive, everyone, including two pets, got out okay. Members of the Black Caucus in the Florida legislature are calling for a change in the way judges are appointed. The state budget adds up to more than $90 billion, but Senate
4: Appropriations Committee Chairman Rob Bradley says they won't have any extra money to spend in the new budget. While we're doing well as an economy, and Florida is on a roll. That doesn't always translate into making sure that this is the land of milk and honey when it comes to tax dollars to spend on new initiatives. Raising taxes is not a realistic option in the state legislature. So if lawmakers want to start something new, Bradley says they'll have to get that money by cutting or eliminating existing programs. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, Radio 93.1
1: WFLA. Obamacare open enrollment ends this Saturday. Josh Peck is co-founder of Get America Covered. He says comprehensive coverage is cheaper than ever before. People who currently have coverage can almost always save money by
9: shopping to see what plans are available for them this year. And importantly, people who are uninsured often think that uh, health insurance costs hundreds of dollars a month. In fact, last year, 8 out of 10 people could find a plan for $75
5: or less.
1: For more information or to sign up, go to healthcare.gov. Again, the deadline is this Saturday. And we have the results in, Bud. Let's have it. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. 2019 class includes a list of performers spanning the British Invasion, heavy metal, indie rock, and classic R&B, and includes this band. Now, unbelievably, I believe Bud Hedinger knows who this is. Def
0: Leopard. You
1: are correct. Pour some sugar on him. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we have. I
0: don't even think Gaffey knows that. You know what that is? You know who that is? Do you, know you know who that is, Melissa? Who is that? Hi, it is. I it's Stevie Nicks. There you go.
1: The witch. How about you? Yeah. Now, we've got one. Our next uh, clip I'm going to play is from a band from the 1960s, Your Era Bud. Stop that. And I would expect <laughs> you to know the name of this band.
0: Well, I've been waiting for the strawberry alarm clock to get it's in, tar- but I don't think that's them. Keep waiting. The The zombies. <laughs> I would have gotten that.
1: You sure? No. Okay. <laughs> yep. I didn't think so. Melissa, we have to wait for Bud to guess. He uh. is.
0: <laughs> no, we don't. I'm running out of time. We got Dr. Cronhouse That's over right, there the whole... looking at his watch and ready to go on the house call. All
1: right, Doc. Just hold your horses because we have to tell you that besides Def Leppard, Stevie Nicks, and the zombies, Janet Jackson, Radiohead, The Cure, and Roxy Music are among the seven names being inducted into the Rock Hall at the official ceremony. That'll be March 29th at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and they'll be honored at the 2019 Inductee Exhibit at the Museum in Cleveland.
0: Pretty cool. Good choices? Happy Great. with it? I'm I'm fine with it. Everybody happy? Yeah. Any more old business to come before the committee? Are we adjourned? Yes. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate it. My new co-host and uh, our news guy, Alan Spector. But... Our house call with Dr. Ken Kronhaus. No matter who else is here, he's always here on Thursday at 840 with breaking health and medical news. Big warning about eating raw cookie dough as good as it tastes during the Christmas holiday season. Lots of other news in the house call. Then our final chance, uh, well, I guess our chance for today to give away Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas concert tickets to our Sound Judgment winner. Lots to do, time getting tight, so that's what's coming up. Stay tuned, and good morning, Orlando. We're we'll rolling to this break right now with an update on Orlando's news weather and traffic coming in only two minutes. Stick around on Good Morning Orlando. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. My heart doctor from Lake Cardiology, my good friend here on the 50,000-watt front porch for the house call. Good morning, Doc. How are you? Hey, great to be with you, bud. Boy, a lot of important breaking news. This a lot of folks have been hearing about. We don't like when there's news about blood pressure meds that so many people may use being recalled because of cancer concerns. What's this all about?
10: But over the past few months, numerous recalls of the popular heart drug valsartan have already occurred. This week, generics maker Mylan Pharmaceuticals is adding more products to the list. These generic drugs are from factories, guess where, in China and India. Mm. The recall involves 104 lots of three medicines, valsartan tablets, combination tablets with drugs valsartan and amlodipine, and combination tablets with valsartan and hydrochlorothiazide. The reason for the recall, but, is that trace amounts of a probable cancer-causing chemical called N-nitrosodiethylamine, that's NDAA but has been detected in Valsartan meds. It's not all the lots of these drugs. So ask your pharmacist if your lot is affected. If so, ask your doctor immediately for a substitute. Do not stop the drug till you have a substitute. And
0: here's another important um, piece of news, and they're dealing with this on 60 Minutes. If your youngsters are heavy into using screens, their phones, their tablets, whatever it happens to be, the computer et cetera, there's some concern that it's changing young brains. What do we need to know, Doc?
10: But... Brain scans of adolescents who are heavy users of smartphones, tablets, and video games—they look different from those of less active screen users. Children who reportedly uh, daily screen usage of more than seven hours—they showed premature thinning of the brain cortex, the outermost layer that processes information from the physical world. These kids will be followed for ten years. An earlier study determined that children who spend more than Two hours on daily screen time. They score lower on thinking and language tests. This is an early study. These kids are going to be followed for 10 years. So in some way, you so you be on the screen this long. Your kids yeah. are being guinea pigs. My recommendation is keep it under a day until this study is completed.
0: Moms and dads, it's up to you. They're your kids, and it's their health. And... We're getting fatter and fatter all the time, and there is new research on that problem with obesity in this country, Doc.
10: But the nation's obesity rate has reached the highest ever level this year. Obesity is a major cause of heart attack, stroke, cancer, and other health conditions. Food is a growth industry. The industry has created more supply and more demand for product. The offset is getting to the gym, watching your calories, and having some thin friends. All right, let's move on right now. You know,
0: (laughs) we all all love Christmas cookies, and some of that cookie dough is just delicious you know i used to just like stick my finger in there and uh, <laughs> me and too. First, first my first my mom then my wife would kick me out of the kitchen here <laughs> but there are some serious health concerns you got to stay away from the raw cookie dough right
10: Exactly, but Even though it's delicious, do not eat raw cookie dough. Unbaked products that are intended to be cooked, such as dough or batter, can make you sick. The potential problem is with two primary ingredients. Raw flour, it can be contaminated with E. coli, and raw eggs with salmonella. Both bacteria are killed in the cooking process, but contaminated food that is not cooked or is undercooked will make people ill raw cookie dough is never safe to eat remember to bake before you bite and finally doc um here's a question i'm sure
0: very few patients have ever thought about when they visit the doctor and the question is just how clean is that stethoscope you use
10: i'm not making this up this was published this week in infection control and hospital epidemiology But it appears that stethoscopes are full of a wide range of bacteria. Some such as Staphylococcus aureus can cause serious infections such as pneumonia. So besides asking your doctor and nurse if they've washed their hands, you may want to ask them when they clean their stethoscopes.
0: You know, you always, you know, do, you always test me with a stethoscope. You have it around your neck in the office here all the time. You keep it nice and clean, don't you, Doc? I do, I do. Okay, I figured that. I thank you very much. Dr. Ken Kronhaus, my heart doctor, the one and only from Lake Cardiology. Thanks so much. Catch you next time around. You well, bud. All right, good deal. But if you want the best in heart care and heart care technology, as in the Scan 2.0, this amazing heart scan doc pioneered in Central Florida that most insurance will cover, book an appointment right now. at your heart, it's your life. We want you around for a lot more holiday seasons to come. 352-735-1400, 352-735-1400. Catch Doc every Sunday afternoon at 2 right here on WFLA for his nationally syndicated radio show, Good Day Health with Dr. Ken. Coming up, we have the Sound Judgment Game. We're giving away free tickets, two of them, to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas Concert this Saturday in Orlando at the Amway Center. So if you haven't won in a month, you're eligible to play and win. It's a Christmas music edition of Sound Judgment. Get on the line at 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, or go toll-free at 866 916 We'll close out the show playing Sound Judgment for those tickets everybody's been trying to win. Get on the line right now. Sound Judgment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. As Yaffe continues to roll the Christmas music out of all the breaks, we've got a Christmas music edition of Sound Judgment coming right up. And our winner has got a great prize coming. Right, Melissa?
5: That's correct. A pair of tickets to Trans-Siberian Orchestras, The Ghosts of Christmas Eve, which is a really great show. It's going to be this Saturday. There are two shows at the Amway Center, and our winner's going to get a pair of passes.
0: There you go. On us, it's a red-hot prize. We're privileged to be giving away all week long. If you're trying to get in to win it, a wrong answer will open a line for you at 407-916-5400. Ready? Here we go. For today's Sound Judgment Game, we're going to ask our contestants to sing the very last words to the Christmas song. Now, you know that familiar tune. It begins with chestnuts roasting on an open heart. That's the one. Listen to the sound of Nat King Cole, who sings it far better than the Budman. And when Yaffe stops the music, you take over for Nat, and you got to sing the final four words. You get them all right. You're our winner.
8: And so I'm offering the simple phrase
9: to kids
3: from one to ninety-two, although it's been
0: said many times, many ways. Let's give the toll-free line the first shot. Go ahead, toll-free.
11: Merry Christmas to you.
0: Pretty good, Yaffe. Let's verify that.
8: Merry Christmas. To you.
0: There you go. You're going to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra on us. What do you think?
11: Thank you so much. I've been trying to win all week.
0: <laughs> you finally made it. You're lucky I pushed your button first. I could have gone the other way. But congratulations. We're glad you won the prize. That means so much to you. What's your first name, if you please?
11: My name's Robin.
0: Hello, Robin. And um, where are you calling in from today?
11: From Apopka.
0: Great to have you with us. Have you been to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra when they come to town every Christmas season with a different show at the Amway Center?
11: I have not, but my teenage daughter has, and it was her favorite concert.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, this is going to be great. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Robin. And as always, thanks for being a part of our show. It's great to have you on Good Morning Orlando. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Don't go away. Off air, you and Melissa are going to make the arrangements, okay? Okay. Enjoy the concert. Fantastic. Good stuff, Robin. Good stuff, and it's going to be a great show Melissa, great having you in for Steph screening our calls this morning. you got a long day coming, your own show on WFLA Tonight.
5: Yes, as a matter of fact, we're talking about how to stay healthy during the holidays, especially with the parties and all the food and drinks.
0: Well, folks who... Haven't connected with you in prime time. Tell us about your show, what it is, and when it is.
5: It's Connection Show. It's Relationship Radio with a Twist. The twist is, well, I'm twisted. and it's at <laughs> Only nine a o- little. <laughs> it's at 9 o'clock on Thursday nights right here on 93.1 WFLA.
0: Okay, excellent. And uh, tune in. Highly recommend it. Hope you have a wonderful day. Nice to see it warming up just a little bit, but just feeling absolutely magnificent. This is the time of year and this is the place to be. It's great to be here in Orlando and Central Florida with you, and we thank you for being with us. We'll catch you tomorrow morning, 6 to 9. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.